Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel. Hello, everyone. Also joined with us is Lane. Say what's up. What's up? If you guys want to get to know more about us, look up Reformed Rebel Network on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and hit the bell so that you get notified when we release new content. Also, in the comments is a link to our Patreon. Patron? Our Patreon? To our Patreon. <laughs> but you become a patron when you sign up. So if you want to financially support us, go there. Go to patreon.com slash reformedrebel and you can financially support us. We greatly appreciate it. When you become a patron, you also get a bunch of extra content. So there's a bonus. We are also trying to put out more, and also we have some stuff in the works. Yeah. We have a new logo that we're working on that we're trying to get released soon. So that'll mean all new merch, a whole new makeover, trying to get socks, joggers. All the awesome merchandise with our logo I on I really it. want some joggers with our new logo on it. That would be amazing. Can I give me a pair of them socks? So keep a sharp eye out. If you guys really enjoy the content, please like it and share it with your friends. Comment and let us know. If you have questions, go ahead and comment. You can DM us or email us. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're hopefully doing a Q&A episode soon. Mm -hmm. So we'll compile your questions. And this can be anything, theology, social issues, God's law, right. marriage, We're trying parenting. to get back to more theologically based conversations which is kind of how we started right uh this COVID 19 thing government overreach thing i mean the whole world just kind of like spun out of control since 2020 began so it got consumed everything so like basically the network is just kind of like you know like the rest of the world it's just kind of a little bit different than what we were this time last year right, right. yep but we're slowly getting back to normal and so if you guys have topics that you would like to suggest yeah or questions or whatever we're all ears we want to do a q a episode we think that'd be super fun we've yeah. already had a couple questions a couple um little bits of feedback that we'd right. like to address yeah so hit us up and we'll try and make that happen all right so lane has a story he wants to tell yes oh goodness i just shook the whole thing earthquake this is ginger ale by the way maybe actually it's not ginger ale it's sprite with ginger, ginger. i thought you were just drinking water all fancy no mm -hmm. it's sprite with ginger in it it's really good but anyways that's not lane's story no not about the ginger ale <laughs> not so, ginger ale <laughs> whatever it is so we stumbled upon a fresh new video i think it i don't know might have happened today or yesterday just, but just recently. In general. Yes. Last uh, couple days. It's a couple in Missouri. And basically, I don't know how to like say that. <laughs> they live they uh, live next to the mayor. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't know if it's the we mayor. We city, do we? Yeah, so I don't even know. They didn't even say it. I'm pretty sure mayor. it's a woman. I'm pretty sure it's a female mayor okay. of something in Missouri. Is that what <laughs> they're mad about? 
they're mad at the mayor. Okay. So she yeah. must be, you know, conservative or something. Yeah. Very wealthy town. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Neighborhood. Very big house. The gated neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, they had protesters <laughs> going to the mayor's house, but on the way. They, I think it peaceful was peaceful protesters. Oh, yeah, peaceful, yeah. even though they broke on to private property or whatever. Broke into oh, a gated house of this older couple, about in their fifties. Got to their property. Older couple comes out packing some heat. M sixteen. Yeah, the guy has an M sixteen with a clip in and everything. I mean, yeah. He's ready to go. So if you haven't already watched this video, I'm sure you can find it. It's literally yeah. like the, well, the one that we watched. Yeah. It's these like, I don't know, what, 30 protesters? Yeah. And you can see them from like out on the street breaking through this private gate, which clearly says like private property, no you trespassing. Not enter. Yeah. yeah. And they break the gate, like it's literally broken. Did, and did then, they show that though? Yeah. yeah on the video, video I did. Yeah. They broke the they gate. They filmed their own crime. They which did. is stupid. You think you <laughs> which was so smart. Did you like edit that part out? I think so, but just yeah. saying, the intelligence level. So. They are standing out on this like front lawn of this like beautiful plantation style home, and you can hear from like the patio area this man who has his massive what is it M sixteen, and he's like, "This is private property. You need to leave. You need to leave. You need to leave." And one of the protesters yells back, "Well, then call the cops," which you're kind of like, "What are you? What are we trying to do here?" You started something there. You're protesting what? <laughs> like this. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I don't know what that was. was. Apparently, there's just construction going on outside. I mean, could be. We had protesters here the other day as well. Yeah, we did. Sorry, go back to your story. Did we actually see them, though? No. No, I don't even know if any came. I don't know if anybody showed up. But we prepared for it as a military installation. (laughs) Yeah. But what's funny about it is you watch the video, is like the guy's on his porch and like the wife is out there. Like that, man. She has a pistol in her hand. She's yelling at them, like, in their face, like, pointing the gun at them. She's like, get off my lawn. She got a little pea shooter or something. Mm -hmm. The way she's holding it is super awkward. It doesn't, she's not holding it right. But it's super cute, this, like, older-ish, older for us, because Grant's in his 30s. I'm saying, like, 50s at least. Lame. Oh, my gosh. You know, all three of us are, like, a different decade. You're in your 30s. I'm in my 20s, and Lane is still 19. That's true. We cover so much time. Look at our generation. (laughs) But they were just, I mean, they were like patrolling the perimeter. I mean, they were not having any of their nonsense. No, not about it. Not at all. So we'll see how this turns out in the wash. Washington Post released an article and basically um, framed it as this white couple attacking peaceful protesters. Pulled their guns on a peaceful. Race baiting, going after the, you know gun rights and all this nonsense anyway you know and then you got the typical internet who just turns it into a meme right away which yeah. i love that makes me happy yeah so lane found a picture already made and it looks like a movie cover you know what it reminds me of it almost <laughs> reminds movies. me it almost reminds me of mr and mrs smith remember yeah. yes <laughs> with angelina jolie and brad pitt, brad pitt. yeah nice because they're kind of like That's both true. holding their weapons like yeah. back to back sort yeah. of it it's Hilarious. Yeah, they've this, already... this makes my heart so happy. The title is uh, Ken and Karen. Because <laughs> he's like wearing like a salmon shirt, like salmon colored shirt. Nice. So it just makes it even better. I mean, yeah, they're totally like upper class, oh, yeah. 
like middle-aged mm-hmm. white couple yeah i mean probably everything that these right peaceful protesters probably like, plays hate. polo just saying Maybe. I mean, probably on his property. I mean, he's probably he, got the land. Yeah, he for sure, like, belongs to a, you know, country club and, you know. She plays Bunko. Oh, my gosh, Bunko. Probably drink ginger ale. <laughs> probably drink ginger ale. Pour water out of a fancy cup. Ginger okay. Sprite. So, we'll see how this comes out in the wash, like we said. We yeah. don't have all the facts. We don't know how it resolved. Never know what we happened before We don't know what the mayor said. I mean, yeah. we just saw a very... Well, it, it was a very Two, good video. Like we saw in the video, them actually like doing the crime. So, you know, but yeah, that's undisputed, but we'll see how uh, all pans out over the next couple of days. Um, but biblically, what do you have to say about this particular situation? Well, of course, Washington Post wants to make it look as though this is like a hate crime. These white people brandishing their weapons on these peaceful protesters. Right. Well, Two things. One is that I'm pretty sure in the little posse, there was white people. Yeah, you could see it in the video. So right there, Washington Post is uh, inaccurate. But also, they've broken down your fence, and this is private private property. (laughs) Property. (laughs) And they have already, they're already all criminals now. They are all trespassing. There's no right for them to be there. And screaming not, at them. Yeah, they're yeah disturbing the peace and whatever else, but it's not public property. It's right. not public land. Most of these protests that happen are either right on public property or they get a permit mm-hmm. to have a march down the street or something like that. Even when we were at our previous church and we wanted to protest outside of Planned Parenthood, yeah. we had to clear it with the city first to make sure that we could do what we wanted to do, hold signs, yep. have you know um, megaphones, all that sort of thing. So, Yep, and we followed their statutes. We did. Um, it'll be interesting to find out if these people actually knew whose property they were on or if mm. they were mistaken and thought it was the mayor's property because that would make it even funnier yeah it's true i wonder how close the mayor's house was to theirs in the video because it doesn't really specify you know yeah i mean these houses are massive like these properties are massive this is yeah it was ridiculous not just like you know your cookie cutter type neighborhood this is no this is huge quite elaborate not quite down to nabby but (laughs) one tier down (laughs) one tier below (laughs) <laughs> which is i think what makes it so endearing is that it's this like beautifully yeah like prim polished like like i said upper class and then the missouri comes out real strong with this man in his you know big old gun just being like get off my lawn brenda get your pistol yeah <laughs> not today <laughs> You gotta love America, man. I mean, where else in the world can you just see that? I mean, yeah. only here. It's awesome. All right. That's not what we're talking about tonight. That's though. enough of that for now, though. <laughs> we had to bring it up, though, because it's just too good. Yeah, we were enthralled. But we got a listener question a little while ago. And yeah, a couple weeks ago, actually, we've been thinking about this topic and wanting to address it. Things have just gotten crazy in the world, mm-hmm. hence our previous, you know, discussion. Um, and so we felt like some of those things were super important to address and talk about. But this topic tonight, the topic of Sabbath, yep. is just as important, 
And I think especially with everything getting crazy in the world, mm-hmm. um, Christians need to learn how to Sabbath hard. No kidding. So what is Sabbath? Like, can you describe that? Like, we live in Brooklyn where there's, like, a ton of Jewish people. And so Sabbath, if you're from a community like that, mm-hmm. might, like, have connotations. Like, True. I was telling Lane... Um, here in Brooklyn, if you go to like certain neighborhoods where there is a dense Jewish population, if you were to get on an elevator on Saturday, which is the Jewish Sabbath, um, you don't push buttons. They're just automatically programmed yeah. to stop at every floor mm-hmm. because the Jews can't work on their Sabbath. And so they believe pushing a button is work. Right. Because it causes an electric charge, which is starting a fire. Right. So then. You can't start a fire. To negate work, they just pre-program the elevator to stop at every floor. Right. So when we're talking about Sabbath, for some, they might be thinking of things like that. True. Is that what you're talking about? What, what is Not that? really. <laughs> well, we first see the Sabbath in creation week, right? In the very beginning of the Bible, we see that God works for six days. Mm-hmm. And then on the seventh day, he stopped working, quote-unquote, rested mm-hmm. he rested on the seventh day made that day holy holy just means different or set apart right so now that day is different than the other ones right work on these no work on this one and then the eighth day would have been a beginning of another week and then that was the pattern even from creation the life cycle right and so a man was to work and then on the seventh day oops on the seventh day man was to keep that day holy from the beginning that was the pattern Mm -hmm. so then in the law once israel has been freed from egyptian slavery god gives them the law we see that the fourth commandment is to keep the sabbath day keep it holy and even that if you were to break that law break the fourth commandment that it was a capital offense Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get into that in a second. But then in the law, like Exodus 21 at the very beginning, when it's, when he starts talking about slavery, um, God right away initiates or introduces the Jubilee year. Every uh, seven years, mm-hmm. um, maybe a Jubilee year is a little different, but at least every seventh year, all debt was forgiven. There was debt forgiveness across the land. Mm-hmm. All the slaves were supposed to be let go because their debt was freed. Mm-hmm. And so we see that this... That was the original cancel culture. I know, right? <laughs> That's the good cancel culture. Um, culture. Um, but right <laughs> away... some ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but right away, in, in the law even, we see there's this... Um, picture of work and work and then rest work for six days or six years and then on the seventh day or the seventh year there is a rest there is a ceasing from work so so what is the heart behind the sabbath because this is where i think a lot of christians even in our circle especially like presbyterian circles um we kind of miss the forest for the trees yes so when you say like you just can't do work does that mean like you can't press an elevator button? Like, can we just talk about like the heart behind um, why God designed creation to work that way? Like, why was it important that God institute a Sabbath? Well, I I think there's a couple of things you see from from the Bible. One of them is that it forces you to think 
in a with a few with the future in mind mm-hmm. right because then every seventh day you're thinking about that one day when sin will be completely removed and we will since we're you know we're post-resurrection now where we will enter into the final and true rest mm-hmm. in jesus and that all you know labor and work which you know came uh which became terrible under sin it was cursed that will all be completely gone away mm-hmm. and then that so that's the sabbath we think about and long for every six days right or every seven days i guess um but the other thing is um it forces you to have faith right it forces you to stop on that day and to remember who is truly your authority who's truly your head mm-hmm. um so you know obviously god in the old testament over israel Force them to take these Sabbaths, whether every seven days or on these years. years. Mm -hmm. The land was supposed to have a Sabbath every seventh year. Like you could only plant crops in a field for six years, and then the seventh year you didn't plant that crop. Yeah, you're supposed to let it lay fallow. Don't touch it at Mm -hmm. all. And and then come back in. Well, what did that do? That forced them to trust God, Mm -hmm. right? That forced them to sit back and just stare at it and go, Who's right? Who's going to provide food? Because I can't go work the field and provide food. Mm-hmm. Who's going to provide it? The Lord will provide it. And so, it was. Uh, it was meant to enrich faith, mm-hmm. right? And even now, our American culture is like such a workaholic culture. Mm-hmm. We're open seven days a week. All you know, most businesses are. And then, um, taking a break, you're seen as weak. Right. Or you don't want to get ahead or you're lazy if you ever want to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so but it, but what that is, is it's a trust in yourself. It's a trust in your own abilities and your own strength mm-hmm. rather than trusting in God to provide mm-hmm. for you, which is the same word as providence. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it makes you um, you were kind of mentioning this when you said that it makes you think of the future. And I think you were almost getting to like a post mill, like all of our work mm-hmm. is leading up to this like eschatological end, wherein our work is finally done and we can enter into the promised land, so to speak, into heaven. And I'm thinking like for the Christians who don't practice the Sabbath, and it is practice, mm-hmm. if we don't practice the Sabbath, um, almost like how much of a culture shock heaven will be, right? Yeah, I know, right? Like yeah. this, this is a a reflection of how eternity will be spent, mm-hmm. and so um, it would be wise of us to practice now. And if you look at the Old Testament laws about Sabbath, like even the one, like um, uh, lighting a fire, mm-hmm. right? Which the Jews today try to still get around by just programming the the fires, the fires, program fires. Yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> You've seen those fires where the logs burn off and then they pour it, they drop another log and then drop yeah. another log. That's really all they've, they've still lit the fire mm-hmm. anyway. But you can fall off in that ditch or you can fall off in the ditch where like a lot of our Presbyterian friends can fall off into where you can't even enjoy family time with mm-hmm. your kids because you feel as though somehow that's robbing um your time worshiping the Lord or something like you can't even yeah. toss a ball with your kid in the backyard on a Sunday because somehow that's like improper. That's play and usage that's not of your time. Yeah. And so that as much as I absolutely love the Scottish Covenanters, one thing that they were very strict on 
And I would like to do more study on the Covenanters, actually. But they are very Sabbatarian. And that actually got more and more strict throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And there is a Presbyterian denomination, the RPCNA, and they're very sabbatical. And maybe there's some difference among different Presbyterians or something. There probably is, right? But, you know, the few people I've interacted with or seen comments on social media and, and stuff... They, they are super strict and they, you know, no TV at all, period. And they don't, like you said, they don't play. And um, there's a lot of just like regular daily, like they can't talk news mm-hmm. or talk sports. They won't or, post anything on Facebook because that would right. be entertainment. Or, and, and this is where I think Doug Wilson can be really helpful too because they obviously do practice the Sabbath at his mm-hmm. church and in his family. Right. And he talks about it's not a have to, it's a get to. Mm-hmm. And so this is one thing that is really helpful for me is that a lot of things that we we um, come to, I'm going to say this, a lot of the baggage when we think of Sabbath, yeah, we have packed ourselves. Right. That's true. It's a good way to It's put not it. like a, a restriction that God has put onto us. It's mm-hmm. like either um handed down restriction right. or uh, interpretation of someone else's interpretation and it's like all this baggage and it keeps us from actually doing what the day is designed to do, mm-hmm. which is just resting and enjoying God. Yeah. Like that's what the purpose of the day is. Resting and enjoying God. Exactly. And so if you're so busy carrying all these heavy loads and all these like heavy bags, then you're not actually doing what God has designed the day to do to, to begin with. So like maybe you aren't doing, um, you know, backyard sports with your kids, but like maybe not doing that actually is like more um, frustrating and disheartening than actually just honoring to God. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, and maybe that was a poor example, but no, but I, but you're right because we can get legalistic really quick and and right? miss the forest for the trees, right? And that can happen in both directions. That right? doesn't. That's not an excuse to like be lazy and not be thoughtful in what right. actions you do take. But I'm just saying sometimes like we just rules, 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 and mm-hmm. we can become like the Martha. Well, what I've heard Doug Wilson say before is that. Most people, when they think about the Sabbath and being Sabbatarian, is they think about, okay, so what can't I do? Right. And he says that's, that's the wrong direction to approach the day. Mm-hmm. It should more so just be like, okay, what do we do on this day? Yeah, what do we get to do today? Yeah, what do we? And it's a get to, of course, mm-hmm. but it's think more proactively, right? And more like, okay, what do we do special on this day? And then so, what are those things you then do, rather than just okay on this day? What are my restrictions? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I beat myself with on this day or something? Right. But, um, well, okay. So here's a really good example. Okay. I think practically for myself, probably not so much for dudes, but for ladies for sure. Um, this one's for you girls. In some circles, people will prep meals mm-hmm. so that they don't have to do any cooking on, on Sunday. Right. Can be a great idea. Not against it at all. We do that oftentimes, actually. Um, just because as much it's, as possible. it's smart because you're at church in the morning anyway. So if you can do some prep, it's just practically helpful. Um, but yesterday I made a batch of cinnamon rolls and I, while I was making them, I thought like, 
in some circles, I would be like chided for this. Yeah, yeah, like this is not acceptable. Like you're doing work. Mm-hmm. And I thought, but I love to make cinnamon rolls and I'm serving my family and this doesn't feel like work to me. This feels like a God honoring endeavor and it's enjoying the good gifts he's given us. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, right. And so this is a get to. This is a time when like I have nothing else to do because mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Like I didn't do any laundry yesterday. Yeah. or So this is a a good time to do something special. Let's do this. And, and I think like if you think in those terms of what do I get to do today that I couldn't do any other day mm-hmm. or I just oftentimes don't have time to do a sewing project, uh, playing ball in the backyard with your kids. Right reading a good book that you don't typically have time for or you know what I'm trying to say yeah those would all be like good things that would help you um make the day holy right to actually set it apart right. here's some stuff i get to do on this day that i don't any other day right mm-hmm. most days i don't have a ton of time to right. play with the kids because mm-hmm. work and then everything else we do but on that day i might have the most time mm-hmm so that is the day you do that kind of stuff. And that does set that day apart differently, mm-hmm. right? And we've tried to add more and more to that day to make that day special and holy mm-hmm. and set apart. Not that we are some, you know, uh Well, we're kind of new to it, too. We've only been everybody. doing it for like a year, like really seriously trying to practice the Sabbath. But that's the motivation behind doing specific things or watching certain things on TV, whether as a family or the kids get to that day. Right. It's because we are trying to show that this day is special and different than all other days. And I wanted to say something about the Old Testament laws about this is that um, when you read it, you realize that all of these different stipulations and stuff about the Sabbath all have the connotation of like, this is a work you're doing um, that could wait a day. Mm-hmm. And so really it is you trying to just kind of get ahead a little. And it is kind of that workaholic So what attitude. you're saying is in the law, it's pointing out that people oftentimes are just trying to go the extra mile and just edge themselves out a little bit right. and compete a little bit more. Right. So as to gain a leg up on the competition. Yeah. And even lighting the fire, right? They cooked all their bread over a fire that was probably kept going all the time. Right, so if they let that fire go out, right. oh, now I'm gonna have to restart that fire tomorrow and bring that heat back up and that bread, whatever it is, that big mound that they would make back Their in the ovens. day. Yeah, the ovens and stuff like. But it still, if you look at it, it caused them to just trust God. Mm-hmm. That was truly the point in all of those laws. It wasn't about just restricting work. Well, and I think that natural tendency of the human heart is always to think if I just do more mm-hmm. it'll be better yeah I think God knew like we're never going to um, in ourself rest like we don't like to do that and in, mm-hmm. even um, like looking at our sleeping patterns typically either you're like a total lazy sloth and you can't get yourself out of bed or Many people, especially if you're a parent or, um, you know, you do run your own business or whatever, you are more tempted to have late nights, early mornings, lack of rest, Mm -hmm. lack of sleep, lack of, and God's like, no, this is a day set aside 
where you worship me and right. a proper worship of me is to practice the Sabbath because you do mm. need to rest and right. you do need to submit to me and you do need to recognize me as your creator and realize that like I am the one keeping all of this going actually. So something that's interesting that I think goes right along with what you were just saying is that the fourth commandment actually carried with it capital uh, punishment mm -hmm. if you were to break the Sabbath. Now, if you read the law, you realize that a lot of these sanctions or penalties were maximum. So death penalty would have been the maximum penalty. Depending, It wasn't on, a requirement. It wasn't a requirement. And though some, some were, but I mean, the law is something that is not plumbed like it should be um, in Christian circles. Mm -hmm. But... Um, but it had a capital offense to it, which shows you, though, that rejecting it was you rejecting life. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that goes along with what you were saying. It's like right. this is for your good and for your livelihood to practice rest every seven days. Right. And so turning away from that in God's eyes was a turning away from life and, right. a, and a descent into death. Well, because you were aligning yourself, I mean, outside of God's covenant people, essentially, because... The first commandment was to have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. So if you can't worship God as he prescribed you worship him, mm -hmm. that means you're worshiping something else. Right. You're worshiping your career. You're worshiping your kids' uh, potential for a scholarship. That's why you have soccer practice on Sunday morning or whatever else, right? Yep. Like there's something that you are putting before God, which is a... A complete disregard for God and for his commands. Exactly. So, anyway, so that is the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lane has been staying with us yep. for mm -hmm. the last like three or four weeks now. Yeah, somewhere around there. He was going to help us move and that's being put on hold. So he is staying with us, hopefully getting a job here in the next couple of days. And um, anyway, so he's been practicing Sabbath, which is not how we grew up. We did not grow up no. in a home that <laughs> either would practice Sabbath. So um, We know that this topic generates a lot of questions, too. Yeah, because it's just weird. If, you're, yeah. if it's like not your circle of people or like how you grew up, it is kind of a weird thing to like celebrate Sabbath. Actually, we invited some friends over once mm -hmm. and... Uh, what? <laughs> I heard back a few weeks later that one of the guests thought it was just really a weird thing that we were doing, but I mean, she felt obligated to come and she came and, you know, right. was, was very kind about it, but she thought it was kind of a weird thing. And I'm just like, it is kind of a weird thing because it's so countercultural. It really is. We're going to talk about what we actually do during our Sabbath dinner, right? Because that was what they. They, they participated yes. Sorry, in. Yes, that's what they participated yeah. in. So we oftentimes will do our Sabbath Saturday night. Beginning basically sundown. Beginning sundown. Saturday. Which was what you were asking. Like Yeah, when I guess when do you does it matter when you do your Sabbath? Right. Yeah. Because obviously church is on Sunday. The Lord's Day is Sunday. So like why did we do ours on Saturday? Good question. Really good question. Um, well, partially, we stole it from Doug Wilson and the crew up in Moscow, Idaho, because this is kind of what this is what they do. And his rationale is that the days 
in creation began um, it was mm-hmm. evening and morning the first day evening and morning the second day and so it began in the evening and the uh, Jews start their day at sundown that's right. the beginning of the day and so Shabbat around here is starts Friday night so mm-hmm. Friday sundown. after sundown that's their Shabbat and you see them all going to synagogue there's right. thousands of them everywhere and then everything's shut down for, for them Saturday. Right. Sunday, they're out all over the place <laughs> when everyone else is in, you know, church or Yeah, we whatever. wish they were in church <laughs> on Sunday. But you also work chapel duty mm-hmm. every Sunday. Not every Sunday. For a while there was every Sunday. Um, but most Sundays, at least half the Sundays out of the month, you're uh, working Sabbath. And with your new job, you'll be working every Sunday. Right. And so the same train of thought... The same reasoning was it would be much more restful for us to practice our Sabbath and have a big Sabbath like kickoff dinner Saturday night yeah. versus after you've worked all day Sunday. Right, because then Sunday actually does become a restful day because you come home from church and you don't need to come home and now cook a big meal for dinner. Especially if you're hosting or yeah. or whatever it can be. So Festival. you can you can truly rest on that Sunday. We grew up, if anything, having Sunday dinner at our grandparents' house after church. Um, and that was more restful. That mm. wasn't as big of like a production and stuff. So I That mean, was awesome. When I when yeah. we got married, you guys were still doing that. Right. Um, it wasn't as like structured and formal as what we do on our Sabbath, but yeah. Anyway, so do you mean then that you can't do it on Sunday, or like Lane was even saying, what if? What you, if you work weekends? You know, like right. Right. If you're a doctor and you have to pull like a forty-eight hour shift or something crazy, or a fireman, or mm-hmm. sometimes like schedules can get crazy. Right, and that's where you point to the Lord of the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. So you point to Jesus, and you see that He said. That, you know, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So Sabbath wasn't this thing that God created and went, oh, shoot, there's no one to follow this. I guess I'll create man. Mm-hmm. No, the Sabbath was made for man. And the purpose is still to point us to Jesus. And so if for some reason you have to work weekends or whatever whatever it is, right, There's we don't need to go. Maybe we do. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there are a lot of people who do have to work weekends or they're like my brother's a deputy sheriff, and so their schedules change every three months or something, and they have to yep. just kind of go through the motions of schedule changes and stuff. Understandable. And we would even say that that uh, that job is like a necessity, right? Right. Same with healthcare and some other things. Um, we can maybe get into the confessions in this in a minute. Yeah, that'd be good. But um, I don't know where that book is right now, though. Yeah. We have boxes a, all over the house, y'all. I know. Um, but the the main point, right? We want to get to the principle of the law, right? And the main purpose and telos of this thing, right? What is the what's what's the main purpose for God instituting this? So, if you can still set aside a day that is holy unto the Lord, mm-hmm. where you rest, yeah, and obviously worship too. Like you have to find a way. You can't just. And work many, every Sunday and be like, whoops, can't worship. Many churches do have weekday services. Like, I know here in New yeah. York they do. I mean, I grew up going to Wednesday night service. 
Right. From a um, kid. Remember Redeemer even planted like a... Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. campus that met on During Wednesday. Yeah, I remember that. Because there were so many, well, especially here, so many professionals yeah. that did have to work. On weekends. Weekends, yeah. Anyway. So I would say you still find a way to Sabbath. You still find a day that you set aside as holy unto the Lord and keep that. Right. Until you can do it on Sunday with, you know, right. pretty much everybody else mm-hmm. at your church should be doing. Right. So... The worship thing is a really big deal because that was the thing that God called the people of Israel to do on the Sabbath was they were supposed to have a holy convocation, right? They were supposed to come together. Can you answer the question then, why do we have church on Sunday? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. Because we do our Sabbath Saturday night and we say it's a kickoff to the Lord's Day. Why do we celebrate church, corporate worship? on the Lord's Day on Sunday. Yeah. Well... If the Jews don't do that, like, what changed? Yeah. Right. Jewish Sabbath was Saturday um, starting Friday night into Saturday. So we know that the first Christians, after Jesus rose from the dead, they would get together and assemble on that day because it was a, a remembrance or a memorial of the resurrection. So mm-hmm. that Sunday... That first day of the week, which would be the eighth day, is when they met, right? But the this is the thing, God's in control of all history, right? So God controls days and he works in that. He works um, in inside of history, right? Mm-hmm. Inside of time. And so God has set up the days of the week. And then the day that God chose to recreate the world. When he rose from the dead. When he rose his son Jesus from the dead by the power of his spirit. That was the eighth day. That was the new beginning, right? Mm -hmm. The sixth day week had gone, and then there was the seventh rest day, and then the new beginning. It was a new week, Mm -hmm. right? So the new heavens and new earth have begun. We're living in it now. Blow your minds, I know. Not its final state. (laughs) No, but that would have still blown my dispensational (laughs) mind despite hearing that. But Isaiah 65 is clear that at the resurrection... The new heavens and new earth have begun, yeah. right? We're called new creations, right? This is this is happening, but We're that in the process, yeah. Well, the first day of the week is the Lord's day, and so then um, creation was set up with the Sabbath on the seventh day. The new creation has a Sabbath day on the eighth day. The mm-hmm. new creation has begun, and so that's why we celebrated on that day rather than celebrated on Saturday. Because that's part of the old creation. Mm-hmm. We are all part of the new creation now. So we celebrate Sabbath on a new creation day. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Does that make sense, Lee? Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Good. All mm-hmm. right. Good job. Look at you tracking along. Look at you, Grant. Well, it's exciting, though, right? I mean, like, Jesus well, changed the cosmos. It's right? fun, too, to realize, like, this is going to sound so blasphemous, and I don't mean it that way, but like, God's, not, <laughs> God's not dumb. Yeah. Like, he really has just thought of everything. Down to the days of the week. Down to the weird minutia that you're like, huh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Like, that's really interesting how interconnected everything is. Like, all of Scripture really is. Right. Know? And that's, you know, it's exciting for me to learn these kinds of things because a lot of times theology just seems abstract mm-hmm. and it's all just kind of ideas in our head. But then he's like, no, listen, God changed the going up and going down of that sun out there, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's really cool. <laughs> you know, that it should change the way you see the world and how you see things like seasons and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That God works in it. And, and it's right there, right? Jesus, uh, three days, three nights in the grave, and he's going to rise. Right there, God works in um, in creation, uses creation to accomplish his redemptive purposes. Right. right? So it's super cool. So what you're saying then is that Christians post-resurrection should still practice the Sabbath, mm-hmm. but differently than the Old Testament Jews would have celebrated Sabbath? Um, I think so, yes. But but again, when we apply the Old Testament law today, that we're applying it principally, right? Right. So what's the principle? The principle is you cease, and this has been my position in my opinion, and I know there are many different opinions and positions, and and even like I said, the law is not well, and we're plumbed growing, to the depths it should be. We are be. growing in this too. Like we probably yeah. would even be different than where we were a year ago on this. Yeah, but what I would say is, on that day, you on that day, you just cease from doing those things which bring home the bacon, <laughs> right? So you have a day where whatever it is that... The Jews would not have brought home the bacon. <laughs> no, they, no, they, no and even more so, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a way we don't celebrate like them. We have bacon sometimes. <laughs> but whatever it is that you do to bring home the bacon, that you do, you have nothing to do with on that day. And some of this can be very much conscience-based as well, right? Like there are friends that we have who won't even throw in a load of laundry on Sunday. Yeah. There are friends we have that literally um, don't want to turn on the oven. Mm-hmm. There are friends who are totally okay with going to the gas station on the way to church, and that doesn't bother them at all. There have been churches that would mm-hmm. buy donuts, like purchase donuts from the store yeah. for the like you know reception or whatever. Shut up. And like that would blow some Presbyterians' minds right. away. Like you purchased, you made a transaction on the Lord's Day. Yeah, and we, you know, you and I have always kind of taken this stance with some of these things as, well, first of all, we don't want to burden someone's conscience such that they are um, broken, right? Well, and that's what I meant with like heaping baggage onto someone. Yeah. Like if you can show me in Scripture where the principle is, yes, we are, we must obey that, right? We must. Yeah. That is just I, a command from God. Yes. But we don't get to make up rules. Mm-hmm. Like you can't tie your shoes on the Lord's Day. You have to only wear slip-ons. Like you can't make up weird rules like that. No, this and then, this can devolve into stupidity really fast. You can't brush your teeth because the it's motion too much work. is like too much it's too much for the elbows if it causes you to sweat it's work you can't do work that's yeah some, some people i'm telling you it get, it get get really dumb and i that i don't see i i've never been would convinced you think then that like having a baby on sunday would be like a curse from god keep it in <laughs> cross your legs ladies well and so one of the examples in the gospels is jesus healing a man on the sabbath right yeah. this is what the confession would discuss too like it would lay out acts of mercy Mm -hmm. so the westminster confession has a very thorough explanation of what is required of somebody on the lord's day but it 
it has some unhelpful language as well. Many people take an exception to that part of the confession when they, you know, when they're signing a, a paper, you know, mm-hmm. um, saying that they agree with the confession, whether for church ministry or something like that. Yeah. They'll take exception to this because some of the wording just doesn't seem to fit. And maybe the language over the hundreds of years has... And I think culture changes too, right? Like we do have buttons for elevators now. Like that wouldn't have even been a thing that the authors of the Westminster Confession of Faith would have ever like thought about, you know? Right, yeah. There weren't elevators. So of course you walk up and down stairs because the only other option is rolling down them. Mm -hmm. You know, like... (laughs) And that that can break your neck. (laughs) Um, but, But the Westminster talks about acts of necessity and acts of mercy here's my problem i love the westminster confession of faith i really do um but you can explain that any way you want right you can explain any kind of work or something as an act of necessity or someone i don't know so you could say i don't know how to cook so i have to go out and buy stuff maybe that's the beauty of it though is that it really does make you rely on the holy spirit to convict you where you're trying to, like, you know, evade Mm -hmm. the purpose of the Sabbath and where you are just, like, gleefully enjoying all of the benefits that God has blessed you with. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's good. Well, what I have always thought is I still would rather go to Scripture, not a confession. Like I said, love the confession. Don't at us. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would rather go to scripture and read over all the passages on the Sabbath and which be, the Westminster can lay out very nicely for you if yeah. you have proof texts. Um, and be convicted there, not be convicted by four hundred year old language. Yeah. So that that's that's what I would say. I would encourage people because I have witnessed <laughs> conversations yeah. with Presbyterians who hold to the Westminster and they fight over the confession language and i'm like let's go to scripture please right you know and and like i said the more i've read over the the laws and deuteronomy and and the the torah um you really get a different picture a little bit you know mm-hmm. so so lane you had a verse that you were reading earlier do you want to read that for us sure. if it's what i think it is i think it leads into how most like what we grew up in, basically. It leads into most Christians' response when you try to talk about following the Sabbath. It's called... What you got? Colossians? Yeah, Colossians. Colossians 2.16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. So, like, right there I was like... Does that mean, I guess, like, you were telling me, like, mm-hmm. getting judged for that, like, not doing a Sabbath day. Yeah. Like, with the... Yeah, your question was, like, so what, does this mean that you can't, like, tell a Christian, hey, you should practice the Sabbath? Like, this whole conversation right yeah. now, is that us judging people who for, aren't... Yeah, for not doing it. Right. So... Is that your stomach? No, I think dog. that's the dog. Yeah, we keep making <laughs> wow. noises. It did kind of sound like an angry stomach at the same. Dang, that dog's like trying yeah. to. It might come through the ceiling. Yeah, y'all might get a show just in front of here, right here. <laughs> it's not the Holy Spirit descending <laughs> upon us. Oh, that's funny. Um, 
Well, there was a problem in the first generation Christians. And one big problem was the Judaizers who were going around preaching Jesus and then also preaching circumcision still being necessary. Again, circumcision as a initiatory sign into the covenant was an old creation thing. Mm -hmm. We're in the new creation now. The initiation sign is baptism into the covenant people. So, but they were still so preaching that. So you see that. them trying to mix old covenant and new covenant together, basically. Right, yeah. But using it also as kind of a test of fellowship and that sort of thing. And and obviously Paul is battling a lot of different heresies or false teaching and just trying to keep um, the churches, the people in the churches that he's planting on track, mm -hmm. right? And But in that verse, what he's telling them is, don't let someone come on to you and judge you, meaning telling you, hey, you are, you're a really crappy Christian because you don't follow the Sabbath in mm -hmm. this and this way. Whether yeah. they're saying like me or not, probably like me, mm -hmm. you know, or even judging them, judging their salvation. Hey, you must not follow Christ at all because you are doing X, Y, Z. You had to fill up your gas tank on Sunday. Like, why didn't you prep better than that? Why didn't you... Yeah. You must not love God a whole lot if you didn't remember to fill your gas tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be real. That's yeah. And that and the Pharisees were great at this. The Pharisees were great at coming up mm -hmm. with random laws that they thought was making them more holy, and they called it a hedge, right? They built this hedge around the law mm -hmm. and followed it, and they would lay heavy burdens on other people. Yeah. And but all that did was take them further away from the heart of the law, which is the character of God, which we want to be close to God, right? We don't want to pull ourselves away. And so adding all these different laws and legalisms on it, which I think sometimes confessions can do with their language and the people interpreting that conf interpreting that confession, <laughs> sorry, can do is they can build a hedge. Right. And it, it takes them further <clears throat> away from the scripture where God's character is revealed in right. the law, right? And we want to get to cl as close to that as we want, as we can. And and once again, like the purpose is not like, well, I better hurry up and get all my fun out the you know the week of so that on Sunday it's out of my system and I can just lay around and do nothing. No. The purpose of the Sabbath is like I better get all my work done and prep for it so that I can like enjoy all these awesome things on the right. Lord's Day. Like that really is the purpose, right? Yeah, and um, some of the stuff I was reading was from Rush Dooney and his Institutes of Biblical Law about the Fourth Commandment. And he, I remember just um, skimming through, I noticed he had listed all of the feast days and stuff. Mm. And in the law, almost all the feast days, to my recollection, began and finished with a Sabbath day. But those were like the high feast days. Mm -hmm. That was like the most partying going on. Right. And then during the week, during the feast, they would do a bunch of work and still get everything ready. And then, boom, have that awesome Sabbath. Right. You know, and we don't even do all those, too. And actually, being in Brooklyn has been interesting, right? Because the out of nowhere, there'll be like no, no, school. Um, no school. The parks are full of the Jewish community. and Or Muslim community. Yeah, yeah, them, too. Um and parking's free on those days. Yeah, random. So, totally <laughs> side note, New York parking is like another language unto itself. It's a it's a it's an algebra. 
Like, if you really can, like, live in New York City and understand parking, you have a higher IQ than anyone else in the world. Yeah, That's believe it or not, a sign that says no standing means no parking. That's so. probably the most confusing thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. That one's easy. You can stand there, actually. <laughs> you <don't laughs> might on. die. You may die when the bus comes by. But, um, I would recommend it. But, so, hold on one second, Lane. All I, I brought up the fee stage just because there's actually way more I think we could we could be doing to enjoy those days. And, like, it's supposed to be uproarious, like, uproariously yeah. joyful, right? Yeah. The best food, the best parties, the most laughter, thought, most fun. Thought put into it, right? Yeah. Like, You're thoughtful about it. Get yourself it. ready for it. Yeah. I mean, when you have a party, you plan. Right. And all of us do this to some extent, right? Like, all of us. Sabbath planner. All, <laughs> all of us can do this in prep for Christmas or mm-hmm. Easter or a birthday yeah. or whatever, like whatever yeah. our high holy days are that we've created. So we can do it for Sabbath too. Yeah. What are you going to say? One? So reading into that verse and yes. looking up stuff and everything, that's one of those verses where a lot of people use that as, well, I guess trying to say like, well, they abolished the laws. Yeah, so we don't have true. to. It's justification yeah, for me. We to don't not. have to do Sabbath because. Right. Yeah, what I've heard a lot too, from my own mouth, <laughs> years <laughs> ago, was that that law is not reiterated. All of the other uh, Ten Commandments are reiterated in the New Testament, but that one's not reiterated. But neither is bestiality. It's true. And are we saying that's cool now? We bunch of. We, but we don't want to go there. <laughs> we don't want to allow that. Um, and that's because uh, the the Bible is not disjointed, right? So all of the laws that God has um, instituted carry over unless revelation, meaning scripture, either reinterprets or we see a clear well, change or something like that. You know what I mean? So like the circumcision baptism thing, there's a lot of scripture showing that circumcision is done away with as far as the sign of initiation into the covenant people and that baptism has replaced it and that baptism um, is practiced a little differently, right? right. Uh, and girls are included. And we can get into why baptism is a better sign. Not at this point. <laughs> no, we can't. We don't have enough time. Yeah. But why baptism is a better sign than right. circumcision. So this is what I want to say real quick before we get going is that all of God's laws in the New Testament are not um, subtracted from. Mm-hmm. They're actually added to. Given fuller meaning. And Well, and just like given... It's like someone just turns the light on. That is our neighbor upstairs. I'm so sorry. I think they're running in place. They're clogging. <laughs> um, but it's like Jesus says, you know, um, you shall not murder. I say you should not hate your brother right, right? like yeah, if you hate in your heart yeah. then you've already murdered him so jesus isn't saying like remember that one time i told you not to murder someone you know like back in the law you can murder now just don't hate it's cool because like, like i died on the cross so like now you can murder whoever you want <laughs> right that's missing the forest for the trees no, i keep he, saying that but like no it's good down, don't you it's, it's good it really is how I feel. So the other thing about the about the laws going away or the laws being abdicated, abdicated, abrogated. There you go. I'll get the right words at some point. <laughs> is that 
the Sabbath day is actually instituted in creation, not just the Mosaic law. It's right. a creative, it's a creative order. Which is yeah. also true of gender roles, which is why, you know, no matter what society does and how culture changes, gender roles don't. Because it's rooted in creation. That was for free. That's just free. <laughs> Little. All right. Hey, if you got questions about this or if there was something we didn't cover that you uh, want us to mention regarding the Sabbath, drop a comment somewhere. DM, <laughs> DM us. Wherever you want. And, uh, or email us, whatever. Get in touch with us, and we would love to But answer. you better not show up on our front lawn and protest us because mm-hmm. the Van Brimmer house be packing too. That's what I'm talking about. I'll be out there in my salmon shirt. <laughs> you actually do have a salmon shirt. Salmon. Mm-hmm. Is it a $150 polo? No, no it came from the Salvation Army. <laughs> so it was $150. I think it was a J.Crew. So not $150, but you know. Hey, that's... Like 60 That's nice, though. All right. We're middle class, y'all. Are we good? Yeah. You good? I'm good. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Again, if you like the content, please share it. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the Spirit. Until next time, get woke.